Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. My clients would come to each session and literally tell me, I, I just had no time. I had no time to do anything we said we would do from the last session. I am literally so busy working in my business. I have no time to work on my business. They were so frustrated with themselves because they felt like they did not have the skill set to manage their time. Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast, where you'll hear from women entrepreneurs who are doing good in the world from spark to screw up to success. Thinking big is in their core. It's in yours and it's in mine. I've traveled to 50 countries and seven continents, done an Ironman, and co-founded a company that has generated millions of dollars for sustainability. My name is Geraldine Carter, and I'm delighted to share with you conversations and coaching with amazing women. Time to get inspired and grow your impact. My guest today is Amber De La Garza, the productivity specialist. Amber is a sought-after coach, trainer, speaker, and writer, and host of the Productivity Straight Talk podcast. She helps driven entrepreneurs execute actionable solutions to maximize profits, reduce stress, and make time for what matters most. I've been listening to Amber's podcast for a few years now, and I enjoy how she reframes productivity from being about the small minute-to-minute changes that might make our systems slightly more efficient to really thinking about how to best use our time so that we can be more productive and in the end, be more effective with the work that we do in our businesses. So I'm happy to welcome to the show, Amber De La Garza. Hi, Amber. Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast. Hi. I would ask you how you are, but we've had just the most amazing conversation prior to hitting record. Yes. We've been talking for a while to the point where we had to decide to really commit to recording. Yes, it was it was time for you and I to catch up though. Yes. We had some much needed catch up time. Yes, totally. So we are talking today about productivity. And what I want for our listeners is to get your high level view and recommendations on how to increase productivity. But before we do that, let's start back at the beginning with a simple definition. So now that you've been working in the space of productivity for years and years, tell us how you define productivity. Yes. I I love that you started with this question. And I think it's a good one because we've all had a different experience or belief or story about what productivity is to each of us. Right. And so, you know, somebody may hear, Oh, to be productive, I have to be a morning person or to be productive. I need to have a clean desk. And so I love that we're starting here because we're going to break all those myths and really, really simplify what productivity is as how I define it. And then if you like it, I'm going to give it to y'all as a gift. If you like it, you get to take it home with you. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) 
So tell us what it is and tell us what it isn't. Yeah. So productivity is simply investing your best time into your best activities. Okay. I'm going to say it one more time and it's a framework. So being productive is when you are investing your best time into your best activities. And so that is a amazing framework because productivity doesn't just live in the realm of business. It actually shows up everywhere. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up in our home life, um, as well as obviously abundantly showing up in our business because we're, we're out there trying to reach big goals. To give you an example of investing your best time into your best activities. So our best time is our distraction-focused free time that we are now putting into the activities, our best activities, the ones that will propel you towards your goals, right? So that doesn't mean all the things. It doesn't mean being productive all day, every day. What that means is you are selecting your best time to invest in your best activities that you've determined will propel you towards your end goal. We're going to give lots of examples in business, but I'm just going to show you how this can show up over a relationship, okay? So I'm a mom. I have a nine-year-old son, and his love language is quality time. Like, he wants to spend one-on-one, focused, distraction-free time. That's what makes him feel loved. And so for me, because that relationship matters so much to me, and what my end goal is, is to have a certain type of relationship with him. I carve out 30 minutes at the end of the day, no matter what, so long as I'm in town and not on the occasional date night where I'm sitting in his room, in his bed, and we're cuddling, we're reading, we're playing a game, but simply investing my best time into that best activity, which is being present with him. And that's how that can lay over, say, a relationship, right? So Geraldine, I know you're a mom. There's probably a thousand things that you could be doing each day between you know, eight o'clock and 8.30, right? Like your to-do list in your business is big. The kitchen is probably still not cleaned up. There's still dishes. Lunches need to be made for the next day. Like there's so many things. And so it takes the same discipline in our business to carve out that time when it seems like there's never enough time. And I know doing that consistently will reap the benefits that I desire in my relationship. That same definition can be laid over health, right? So you're going to, you know, dedicate your best time into your best activities. Is that a walk, a run, a workout, right? It takes that. That is your highest value activity to achieve your health goals. In business, it's no different and it's not any more complicated. That's what I love about this. And so what my job is as a productivity coach is to teach you how to ensure you carve that time out and identify those activities that will help you grow your business. So give us some examples then of best activities and best time and where those overlap for the kinds of entrepreneurs that you and I both work with. So I believe that we will find our most productive activities in one of four buckets. And honestly, our businesses can all fit in one of five buckets in its most simplistic form. And so I'm going to go through these with you, but visually, I want you to think about these four buckets. When you invest in them, you're getting a return on that investment. And there's literally money overflowing out of these buckets because these are the activities that are closest to the dollar and creating profit for your business. And before we jump into the buckets, let's just talk profits for a little bit. You know, here's the deal. Yes, please. Even if you're a nonprofit, 
you're, you're in the business of making money to make up change and an impact. So nonprofit or profit or um, unless you are literally telling me this is a hobby and you have endless money and endless time to put into it, your goal in your business is to make a profit. Okay. There's no other goal. The goal is singular of making a profit and you get to choose what that money does, right? So does that money help you build your team? Does that help you um, invest with your, or your, with your family or build a lifestyle for your family that you want? Does it allow you to have money to contribute to causes you believe in or your church? Again, money is, is the goal, but how you utilize it can be your purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if we're in the business of making money, because I don't know about you, but um, I'm just going to raise my hand. Like I don't have endless money to, you know, just not work and not make a profit in my business. Right. Not yet. Not yet. Right. (laughs) Eventually that is the game plan. Right. Eventually we'll have so much money it's making for us. But for, for the listeners, I'm going to double down on the fact that I bet you need to work to like build your life and all that good stuff. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, if you are not profitable, you will be out of business. There is not endless amounts of money. And even if you did, like we're talking about people that literally have so much money that they're investing, um, there's a stop loss. There's a point where if that business isn't making money, they're no longer going to keep putting money into it. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to think of your business that same way. And the number one reason that I see, again, I'm I'm a little... um, Bias because I'm a productivity coach, but one of the number one reasons I see for why our companies and our businesses aren't as profitable as they can be is because we tell ourselves we don't have enough time to go do that activity. Yes. Right? Like there's not enough time. I'm overwhelmed. There's too much to do. Um, And so we get stuck, or more likely, we feel accomplished when we do busy work because we feel like we're working (laughs) and we feel like we're doing and we can check things off of our list so we feel good about ourselves and pat ourselves on the back. But those activities didn't truly have an impact on getting you any closer to your goal. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. So that sneak peek, that is the fifth bucket is the busy bucket. Mm, the, busy right. bucket. the busy yes. bucket, all the things, but I'm going to break our businesses down into the four buckets that I believe have the biggest impact on our growth and where we need to be investing our time as small business owners. Okay. And bucket number one is marketing invisibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not a marketing guru. Like darling, we were talking about this before we jumped on, right? Like I, I don't have the marketing mindset as some people do, but I can learn it. And I can still take action because at the end of the day, marketing and visibility is simply about letting people know that you're in business and how you can help them. That's it. Yeah. Simple. You're in business and how you can help them. Now, whether you do that on a postcard or a Facebook ad, or, you know, you're calling on the phone and telling people what you can do, or you're in magazines or billboards, those are methods to do that. But what you're truly doing is letting them know, I am here. Here's how I can help you. Okay. And so why I'm throwing out all the different methods is because now it's your job to identify what are the one, two, maybe three activities that you're doing in your business that if done consistently will propel you towards your goals. And your strategy cannot be 10, 12 things that are fall under marketing and visibility. You can't be networking, going to conferences, being a podcast guest, running all the Facebook, like literally like 
a little bit in everywhere because you're not going to feel the traction. Yeah. Could all of those methods work? Yeah. There's a story out there of someone that's made it big with Facebook ads and someone that's made it big with being guests on a podcast and fill in the blank somebody has. But I bet if you asked what you would hear is somebody chose something to be extremely consistent at and do really, really good. If you are currently listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to do it all to see what sticks. I would ask you to commit to one or two things for the next three months, right? Let's just say a quarter. And if you put all your full energy that you could allocate towards this bucket of marketing and visibility and being consistent with it, not random, not being reactive, but more proactive, um, what could that do for your business? Yes. I love that because too many people are in too many directions. Way too many directions. And so let's just get run through the example of um, networking. So if you're a local business, um, you're a health provider, you're a CPA, you're a realtor, right? You're working in your um, local area. So your um, marketing plan could be, one of them could be networking, going to networking meetings and um, not meetings, but networking events, right? Sure. And meeting yeah. people, getting out from behind the computer and behind uh, it, off your couch. Going being a person in the community. Exactly. Well, if that happens haphazardly, then it's a hit or a miss. And maybe a couple of weeks will go by and you don't go in anything and you kind of wait for something to show up in your email that looks good. Or you can decide this is your way that you're marketing and getting out in the community. And now you're proactively looking for events. You are getting involved with the community before you ever show up at the event. You are now going to make the best follow-up plan for everyone you meet because you're not worried about the 10 other marketing things you need to do. Your core marketing is going to be events, right? And so now you're creating an all-in approach, a very focused and consistent. Focused and consistent will always win. So yeah, you're talking about going deep on just a couple of things. Yes. And getting data feedback. So now that you've truly given it your time, energy, and focus in three months, if you haven't gotten a lead or many leads or not enough leads that make sense, you'll know, um, based on the time you've committed, then you can either reevaluate and say, can I do this same activity differently to get different results? Or I tried it. I'm going to try option B, right? Like you're not, the chances of you getting it one and done are probably not there, but you've committed three months. You've probably made some good relationships and you're getting the feedback that that doesn't fit for you. So then you go to, you know, B and C and, and just, it's again, you don't want to divide your energy over all of the things at once because you're not going to get the data back that's accurate of whether it works or not. Right. I love it. So once you've done that bucket really, really well, um, it starts overflowing into bucket number two, which is sales. So if you've done enough of here's who I am, this is what I do, and here's how I help, you now get to ask for the business. And this isn't like I'm just having coffee and they know what I do. So if they wanted it, they'd say something. Right. I'm talking, you sat down at coffee, you told them how you can help them and said, I would like to do business with you. I would like to work with you. And then they get to give you a yes or a no. Or a maybe that happens too, but um, you th simply put, you have to make the ask to get an answer back. Yes, 
Um, so for a realtor, this is a listing appointment. It's a buyer's consultation. For a CPA, it's probably a discovery call or a consultation of going over your services and how you can help them. Um, if it's health or fitness, you're going to get on the phone with somebody, tell them in detail of what that would look like and say, would you like to work with me? Right. I mean, there's, it doesn't matter the industry. There's a point in which you're having those conversations. Right. If I saw that on your schedule, if Geraldine saw that on your schedule, we'd be like, that is a good investment of your time. Right. Like making the offer. Mm hmm. So when you do really, really well in bucket number two, which is sales, then that's going to feed into bucket number three, which is probably the bucket that we're most um, aware of and spend a lot of time in now, which is servicing your clients. Mm -hmm. And that is how you feed into servicing your clients consistently. But as a entrepreneur, a service entrepreneur, where you're spending a lot of time actually delivering the thing you sold or the activity or providing a, a service, it's a vicious cycle in that we put our head down and we live in bucket three, which is servicing our clients. And then we look up and we're like, oh my gosh, my pipeline's empty. Like, why do I not have any more clients coming? Right. And yes, totally. then like, there's the mindset about like, oh, I've been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm giving an exceptional service. Like I am servicing the clients, but I find myself with these ups and downs in my business of revenue probably is how that's showing up on um, numerically, not just the way you feel, but like your revenue is going up and it's going down. Yes. And your energy is like, you're kind of freaking out because you're like, I've got, I'm working 40 hours a week and I'm not getting the right clients in the door and I'm not making the amount of money that I know I could and should be making. Right. And so, you know, it, it's a, it's a vicious cycle that is um, kind of really messes with our mindset, right? Like we know we're working hard. We know we're doing the right activity, which is, you know, servicing our clients. But what I'm inviting you to do is build out the time to consistently show up in each of these buckets so that your bucket of servicing your client never runs out. I think that it's really, really important to say that there's an on-ramp, right? Like you can't just today decide to market invisibility and tomorrow you have a sales conversation and then the next day you have clients. Like that doesn't generally happen for most of us. Though that would be amazing. That, yeah, it would be amazing. And if that's happening for you, please uh, write in to both Jaredina and I. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like, like, let's, let's be honest. It takes a lot of showing up. And then from the showing up, um, a certain part of that shows up into sales conversations. And from the sales conversations, a certain amount of those people will show up into servicing your clients. And this bucket is really important, but you want to be as effective and efficient with that. And so if you feel like all your time is being um, currently invested in servicing your clients, a great place to start with making improvements um, so that you can be more productive more often is to create so much efficiency with how you serve your clients. Okay. Right? So if right now it's taking you, you know, just for easy numbers, it's taking you 10 hours to serve your clients. Um, it would be a great investment of your time to take a step back and say, how can I get that down to eight hours? And do the same amount. And then from eight hours, how can I get that down to seven and a half or to seven? And how can I streamline it and create automations and checklists and, and really, really look at it, which is what I do for my clients because it's true. You're going to spend as a service provider a lot of time in this bucket. But what do you do at that reclaimed time? Well, you can move it to the first bucket, marketing and visibility activities. You can now have more time in your schedule to say yes to sales conversations. 
And then once you start doing that for a little bit, you actually get to say yes to being home for dinner with your family. And you get to, you know, have, you know, a full night of sleep because you're not stressing out. Like it's all connected, 100% all connected. Hey everyone, I'm popping in here for just a moment to share with you a series of three webinars that I will be putting on in September. So if you're listening live, you'll still be able to catch these. They are number one, how to fill your schedule with the right clients. Number two, proactive KPIs, how to create and reach your income goals. And number three, how business boundaries create more revenue in your business. If you're at all curious about these, head on over to my website, shethinksbigcoaching.com, where you can find out more and register for free. And now back to the show. Yeah, keep going because I want to get to bucket four and then I also want to know how to be more productive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, then for, so then bucket number four is leadership, okay? There is going to be a point in your business that you are making the revenue that makes sense that it, it's time to build a team. It's also going to make sense that you're going to feel like there's going to be a point that you may feel like you're plateaued. So that means you've worked on your personal time management. You know what to say no to, what to say yes to. You know how to show up and work your task list. Like you've got your house in order. Admittedly, that's going to take you so far. And if you have big, big goals and we are on the She Thinks Big podcast, my guess is you cannot do it alone. In fact, that's not a guess. I'm telling you, you cannot do this alone. Okay. And so the fourth bucket is leadership. And once you get to that point, if I see on your schedule, a one-on-one -on -one meeting with with someone on your team, that's not a, I have to meet with them. Okay. Where can I squeeze that in? No, that's a rock that gets put on there and you happily show up because you are getting the biggest return on your investment. Yes. Every hour they're working is something that you don't need to do. Mm -hmm. They're probably better at it than you. Um, there's, <laughs> there are so many reasons why showing up as a leader and doing those things like training them, giving them what they need, um, regular one-on-one -on -one meetings is very, very valuable use of your time. Yeah. You get a lot of time back that way when somebody else does your work for you. Yes. Now, um, Jolene, I often get asked, um, okay, so I'm ready to build a team. Like what's the first role I should be looking at? Mm, yeah. And I get this question a lot and I will say it, it, it strongly depends on you, your specific business, but as a guideline, um, I'm going to tell you that it is in the other bucket. Yes. So if you're currently just inundated with all the other things that it takes to run your business, and there are so many other things outside these four buckets, right? If you were literally auditing your day, my guess is you're currently spending a large portion of it in the other bucket. In the and other bucket being bucket five? Yes, bucket five. So bucket five is all the other things. So I'm talking billing clients, responding to emails, doing that next social media post um, or the graphic that goes with it or um, updating your website, doing your marketing, ordering your business cards. Like, yeah, I mean, yep. come on. Like I probably took a bunch off of a lot of people's to-do list right now, right? Yep, yep. So what I, I have experienced is that a lot of other productivity experts or whomever are just ignore that other bucket. And they're like, nope, at all costs, you work those four buckets. You know, they don't call them buckets. That's mine, by the way. But they may say, go work on your high value activities. That's not a real world strategy. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot not call back somebody that calls me 
right? Like that has to happen. Well, and you can't not do your invoicing. And I cannot not do my invoicing and I can't go to the next networking event without my business cards. I, there's so many things that they are important, but I don't want you to confuse those with your highly valuable productive activities. Okay. To answer the question that I was saying is I believe we should hire out for the other bucket. And the reason I say this is because even though I am not the best at sales, I have a sales coach. I am not the best at marketing. I have a marketing coach. Like I'm not joking, right? Like I am inviting people to pour into me, right? I'm paying them to pour into me for these skill sets because I am the best person to tell people what I do and how I can help them. Yeah. I'm not that big yet, right? <laughs> and at the end of the day, I am the best person to have a sales conversation with my community or potential client. And for right now, I'm also the best person to service my clients. Now, if I thought really, really big, that's not going to be the model forever. So it depends on if, when you're listening to this and, and where you're at in your business journey is that then you get the other bucket filled. And from the other bucket, maybe your strength is not sales. So you hire someone on your team that strictly does sales for you. Well, you're still responsible for your company investing time into the sales bucket. It just doesn't need to be you. And so when you're looking at how to move up, it's not always maybe what your biggest pain point is. It's really like how to, what, what could you be the best at in your business? This is so interesting because it's totally having me rethink productivity, right? Because I was thinking we were going to be all in apps and making things more efficient and quicker and all of that. But you're talking about restructuring your time like on a wholesale level and doing your most important things, which are marketing and visibility, sales, servicing your clients and leadership. And for, I think a lot of, um, a lot of our listeners, leadership may be like, they either might just be starting in it or they're not there yet. Yeah. So they could be focusing on the first three buckets for sure. Yeah. And really focusing their time on being, on taking off, like you're saying, like get out of the, all of the things when it comes to marketing and visibility and just pick two or maybe three things and focus on those for three months and just simplify, streamline, measure what works and then come back to it in three months and be like, okay, did this work or not work? What do I want to adjust? Do I want to stick with it or drop it? Right. And just to add one more piece to that, let's just say in the example I shared, like the networking event is working, right? And you're like, yeah, I got this. It feels good. It's integrated in my schedule. I've been doing it consistently. Then that plate is spinning and you are welcome to add another plate, right? And then you get the processes set up for that and it becomes your new norm. And then you get another plate. Like it, it's not always going to be one way to market. Like that's not the end game. You know, like I'm not just only on social media. I have lots of avenues, but I didn't do all out on social media and try to do an all out this plan and that plan all at the same time. Yeah. If you're going to add something, add in one thing at a time, here, all your plates are spinning before you add another plate and start spinning it. So don't start trying to spin five plates at once. Yes. I do feel like I am investing in these buckets, right? Like maybe someone's listening and they're like, I am, but that other bucket, it's never ending. Okay. And that may be true, but there is something called Parkinson's law and Parkinson's law says that tasks expand to the time given. <laughs> and so if your habit and behavior is to start in the other bucket yeah. And you're not getting out of it. Yes. That is, that is very, very true. And so what I'm asking is, can you start with the other four buckets and fill in the other times and in between times with the other bucket? So, and 
with that being said, this is coming from me and my opinion. We are not built to be productive all day, every day. Um, it is not the dream, the desire, or the goal for any of my clients. Your goal may be to be productive for just one hour every single day. And then it may be next you build up to 90 minutes. And what that means is for 90 minutes, five days a week, you're focusing on the one of these four buckets consistently. I guarantee you will see results. And those results will allow you to come back and now invest two hours and three hours and four hours. And if you did four hours of your highest value activities and got a return on those four, five days a week compared to where you're at now, you will see the most amazing results. Yeah. I, my guess would be that a lot of people probably spend four hours a day doing stuff that's not super valuable. Um, I'm going to have something um, as a gift for your listeners they can download. Um, but essentially, it's an audit based on these five buckets. And so if you can't answer what did you do yesterday or the day before, you need to do an audit. <laughs> okay. And the audit is just data to give back to us. Because if you were to ask somebody, how productive do you think you were yesterday? Well, if you don't have a very specific definition of productivity, you may get, I was not productive at all, or I was super productive. Probably not very accurate on either, either scale. And if you asked how much time did you invest in your high value activities, unless you're documenting it, you can't really give an answer back because we may think of it either as a lot less than it was or a lot more than it was. It hardly ever comes back accurate. Um, all of my coaching clients start with doing a time audit and I have not had one client that wasn't amazed at how wrong they were with their perception of where their time was going. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. We, I mean, it's something that so many of us struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, you know, life happens throughout the day and you're responding to things that are coming in and reevaluating what's most important and reshuffling and, yeah. you know, a dog throws up and needs to go to the vet or a kid has a fever and like, you reschedule the client and then suddenly you forgot about this thing that you need the prep for and right. And it just all goes out the window. So it's a common struggle that so many of us face and the structure that you're providing this framework of four buckets. And I love the imagery of one bucket then overflows into the next. Mm -hmm. um, I think is really helpful for people to have a way to think about structuring their time rather than just like letting time sort of happen to them. Exactly. You know, you had mentioned earlier about, well, I thought we were going to talk about like how to be productive, not what productivity is, right? There's some version of that you said earlier. Yes. And the reason I, I love starting with this conversation is because the other is like, there's strategies and they'll work. But if you don't know why you're trying to be more organized or more efficient or more effective so that you can invest in these four buckets, it doesn't really make sense. Like nobody wakes up and says, I just, I just want to, you know, create a business system today. Like, like hardly any personalities get super excited about that. But if we said creating this business system will streamline and reclaim time so that you can do these activities that make you money, grow your business, become more successful, that makes sense. Just to myth bust a few of these common productivity, uh, I don't know, myths. I can't call them anything else but myths. Sorry about that. So you've probably heard like, you know, to be productive, you need to be organized right? Or some version of that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That is a myth. 
And here's how you know it. Geraldine, do you know someone that has a very messy desk? You could probably barely see their head behind their desk and yet they're slaying <laughs> their goals. I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's so funny. Like I'm seeing you. They can't see you. Like I know you just like visualize that person. Okay, great. So do you know someone that has um, a perfectly clean desk? Their calendar's color coded. Their files are in alphabetical order and they are still not achieving their goals. I know the person who has their calendar color coded and all colored pens to match. And I don't know what she's doing, how she's doing relative to her goals, but it sure seems like a lot of effort for that to keep things all yeah. color coded. So here's the thing is I do know both spectrums, right? And this isn't about, oh, make the messy desk person a clean desk and the clean desk, like, hey, you're a little sterile, let's come in them. It, like, it's not that. What it is, is identifying how can you show up and do these activities on a consistent basis. And for the messy purse person, if that mess is distracting them in any way and allowing them to lose focus, then we work on creating an environment and their space and their organization that allows them to invest more time in their activities. If you've got someone that's obsessing about a color-coded calendar and a perfectly clean desk, um, that means they're investing time in those activities, but saying they don't have time for the other four bucket activities. So that's an extreme mm -hmm. that doesn't serve well either. For me personally, my desk is white, my furniture's white, my desk is clean, my calendar's color-coded, and I'm a freak. Okay? So like that, that <laughs> works for me, but I need my world in order to be able to show up and know this is the best use of my time, which is my highly valuable, highly productive activity. I freeze in a mess. But if you took the person that has a completely messy desk and I tried to show them and teach them the skill set of having a clean desk, they may very well just freak out and freeze. So this isn't about putting people in boxes. Every strategy I teach is about how to find the way that you show up your best and say yes to yourself. And that means you don't have to be a morning person to be successful. If mornings are not your jam, then it's about what you do when you do wake up. Don't tell me you're not a morning person either, by the way, if you're staying up watching Netflix all night. <laughs> no, if, if the previous night you're like, you get your inspiration and your great ideas and the kids are asleep and you get your best work done from like 10 to one in the morning and you're not waking up till eight or nine I, and your life can do that, right? I don't know any kids that sleep till eight or nine. So that was a bad example. But like, let's just say that can work, then do that, right? Don't make yourself a morning person because what happens is um, it doesn't feel right. You're still, it, you're truly not yourself. But what I find more often than not that people are watching movies and Netflixing and just having idle time and then they've not set themselves up to say yes to a, being a morning person. Okay. Yeah. I love this because you're really giving people permission to function at their best in whatever way works for them rather than try and put them in a box, right? And like the studies that say that people who get up at 4 a.m. and, right, are the ones who get the farthest in life or whatever and, you know, making people who have clean, squeaky clean desks better than the people who have messy desks. You're just saying whatever is, whatever environment that you work best in is the environment that we should create for you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so there is so much to be said about the shame around being told you should be able to fit in this box. And then when you don't, you're like, yeah. what's wrong with me? 
Yeah, totally. There's nothing wrong with you. Like there's nothing wrong. What we want to do is find the way that you can show up as your best and say yes to yourself. And it's, it's truly different. So I, I work it backwards. Like if I'm looking for, again, focus, distraction, free time, what are all the elements that affect that? you know, and that's my approach to productivity. And I know it's very different than a lot of other people, but it works and it's real life for real people living real businesses. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Because so much of it is all theoretical and you're like, that's super nice for that person. That's never going to fly in my own life. 100%. You know, um, yeah, part of the reason I went down this road is, um, when I left corporate and started this business, a version of this, I, I did different things early on. We spoke about that earlier, but I thought I was going to be so productive when I worked at home because I didn't have, I had an office and the door was open. I was in management and all the cubicles and all the noise. And I thought, man, when I get home, I'm going to slay it. <laughs> Yeah, I got home and was cursing at the bird out the door. Uh, The mailman was catching my attention. The dog shagging himself over here. Like everything was distracting me. And so what I did was I literally picked up my stuff and I worked from a coffee shop for the first year and a half of my business. And you had lines and people talking and, you know, the blender going. And I could literally sit in the corner and laser focus like nobody's business. That was seven years ago. And I was abnormal. And today people are making money off of an app to have the sound of a cafe play on your computer in your office, right? (laughs) Like I wasn't the only one. Somebody created this app and where you can actually get cafe background noise from your desk. Does it also give you the smell of fresh espresso? (laughs) No, probably. Or the the strong coffee, which was probably the productivity (laughs) hat. No, I'm joking. I didn't drink coffee back then. But um, anyways, my point is, is that there are so many different ways. There are true and tried principles. It's how you can apply that principle to you that works for you. I love that. That's so helpful for people to not try and stick themselves in a box that they don't fit in. Yes, for sure. So if people are new to this concept and this new and are new to this way of thinking about it, right, and they've always just kind of let their calendar get filled by when clients can make it and you know they squeeze in a little bit of invoicing here and they do a little bit bit of billing over there and they you know maybe um, stick in a networking event or have lunch with someone you know over there and all of a sudden they hear you and they're like oh god this is totally me she knows exactly my pain points two questions one of them is where do they start in terms of rejiggering or rejiggering how they think about their time. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like as of this episode, like, uh, like if they're listening right now, I think the first step would be to do an audit and to really see where their time's at. And then from there, carving out specific time, like realistic time for each of these buckets that we were talking about. So this is, um, I hate to say like a version of time blocking, Okay. It's not the whole package of time blocking. If you tried time blocking in the past and it didn't work for you, there are ways to absolutely make that work for you. Um, And so the very first step would be to first find out where your time is going and then identify where you want it to go and get that on your calendar. Okay. Identify where your time is going first, look at it and then be like, okay, actually I need to spend my time like this this amount of hours total per week. And then I need to figure out where that's going to go in my calendar. 
Right. And just have grace and um, give yourself permission to start small and go big. So if you're currently telling me, you know what, I do like four hours of prospecting a week. Okay. So what would it look like if we went to seven hours? Where can we make that time? And what has to happen so that you do have that time to do it? Awesome. And so then the next question becomes if they're, if they try that for a week or three and they're hopeless at it and they're like, I can't even, I so need Amber. Where is that woman? (laughs) Well, yeah. So that woman, you can find me over at theproductivityspecialist.com. Um, and so I show up, well, first I also have a podcast. Okay. Um, but, and you can find me at productivity straight talk. That's the podcast. Um, but you can come over to schedule a discovery call with me. I will talk about, we'll talk about where you're at, where you want to go. And then I will make some recommendations about what's the next best step. And if that's working with me, I'll show you and tell you how. I think this will be really helpful for our listeners because figuring out how to use your time well and be productive to reach your goals is a super common challenge. It is really, really common. And I believe it's a foundational skill set that will serve every way in your life, meaning personally, professionally, in your business. This is a foundational skill set that I believe anybody can learn. It's not that you were born with it or not born with it. I do break it down in its simplest ways so that my clients can learn this skill set to serve them. Awesome. I love this. This has been so great. Before you go, we have two questions for you. If anything were possible, what would you create with the productivity specialist? So in my mind, it's possible, but the pathway there is not like clear. So I think it falls under this answer for sure is I want everyone to know about how productivity can um, help their business and their life and to, for them to know that they can do it. Like no matter who they are, their personality, like whatever that looks like, they can find what works best for them. So that would mean like big, like I want to do large events. I want a book. I want, I want everybody that I could possibly reach to know this message and how it can help them. Hmm. So like a New York Times bestselling book? Oh, of course. (laughs) Okay. So I want to be, okay. So I love giant goals and I also want them to be specific, right? Because if it's nebulous, like everyone, do you mean everybody on the entire planet or like who is everyone? Yes. uh, Thank you so much for having me specify. No, I want every entrepreneur. So that is a segment of the entire world, but I want every entrepreneur to know what productivity can do for their, their business and their life. Okay. Awesome. I love that. I love that. So now is the chance where you get to ask our community for one thing. So we have, who knows how many listeners to this episode, hundreds and hundreds. So one day, thousands and thousands. Yes. But for now, hundreds and hundreds, which is awesome. So if our community could source something for you that would be super helpful, what would that be? Yeah. Um, just one thing that's coming, popping to mind to, that would be fun is to screenshot you listening to this episode and tag both Geraldine and I um, on Instagram and let us know that you're listening. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So my handle is Amber underscore De La Garza. And what is your Instagram account? Mine is 12Geraldine406. Okay, great. So find both of us on Instagram, tag us, screenshot you listening to this episode, and you get bonus points if you DM one of us and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Awesome. I love it. I love it. How many are we going to get? I don't know. Uh, Let's say 100. Can we reach 100 screenshots? Let's go for 100 screenshots. 
Okay. 100 screenshots. I love it. And it's not screenshots, by the way. I didn't call you a screenshot. Listeners, 100 (laughs) listeners will screenshot their phones and let us know what this episode did for them. And or a picture of where they are when they're listening. Oh my gosh. Isn't that so fun? I think about that all the time where people are listening. Um, They're getting dressed. They're driving. Um, My son actually has his own favorite podcast. He requests me to listen to because he's in the backseat just listening to them. I think they take us everywhere. I know I do. I take my (laughs) podcast everywhere. I love it. I can't wait to see what comes in. Before we close out, listeners, you can find Amber at theproductivityspecialist.com. And what did you want to give our listeners as a giveaway? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for asking. Um, If you go to theproductivityspecialist.com forward slash she thinks big, I'm going to have a download for you um, that has a worksheet and the five buckets. So it has a visual of the five buckets, and then it's a worksheet that is, you can use it two different ways. One is to audit your time. And so as you go through your day, you write down where that activity falls, whether it's in one of the four buckets or your other bucket. And then the second way you can use it is actually to brain dump all the ideas about what type of activities would be considered valuable in each of these buckets so that when you get clear, you can get clear with where you're investing your time. So one download, two ways to use it, and you can get that at theproductivityspecialist.com forward slash she thinks big. Awesome. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes so people can find it easily. That sounds like a great tool that I don't know, I'm going to run through that and see how my time is lining up and if it's lining up with where it ought to be. Thank you, Amber. This has been so great. Thank you so much for coming on the She Thinks Big podcast. You're welcome. You have a great day and we'll be talking soon. Bye. Thank you so much, Amber, for coming on the She Thinks Big podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation around productivity and the idea of reframing our time to think about putting our best time and our best activities together to be most productive. I especially appreciate the imagery of one bucket sitting on top of the other, sitting on top of the other, sitting on top of the other. And and when one is full, it overflows and it spills out into the next one and so on down the line. It has me thinking about how I can restructure and reframe my own time in my own ideal weeks when I plan things out ahead of time to make sure that marketing and visibility activities take prominence, followed by sales-related activities, followed by client work, followed by leadership work followed by admin work. For sure, there's plenty of time in my own week to get to buckets one, two, and three. Making sure that I finish out buckets four and five is going to be the rub, but given Parkinson's law, where work expands to fit the time allotted, if I just shrink down the time allotted, I could probably move through things a good bit more quickly. Listeners, I would love to know what your key takeaways were from this episode. How has this conversation changed how you view productivity and how you'll think about productivity in your own week? Come share your thoughts and answers in the She Thinks Big Facebook group. You can go to Facebook and search She Thinks Big and I'll let you in. And as always, know that I would love to hear from you because on this side of the mic, it is crickets and my meowing cats. All right, ladies, that's it for me for the week. I'll see you next time. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.